5: Hello and welcome. It's our number two, our number two of our little radio show, and we talk about Monday Night Football. The early game, our Raiders go into frigid Cleveland, and it comes down to the very end. Derek Carr orchestrating a drive down into field goal range. The kick good as time expired, and the Raiders win. The better story, though, in the losing locker room, should the Browns feel encouraged or discouraged that they had the lead until the final seconds and then went belly up? We'll take a look at that and much more right now in our number two. A Brown out. Well, Come in the beginning of another hour of the Ben Maller Show. We are side by side in the air everywhere as we shoot from the lip, coast to coast, border to border, and beyond on the vast and growing and ever powerful microphones of FSR emanating live from the dead, the dead of the night. The Fox Sports Radio studios at a secret location somewhere in the North Woods, and we begin anew. Our lead this hour coming from the two one six in a COVID shifted game. It was supposed to be played on Saturday. They said not. Nah, we can't do it on Saturday. Too many players have the COVID, so we got to move the game to Monday night. Woo woo! Monday night. So there it was. Early game, doubleheader action. The Browns backups hosting Derek Carr and the Raiders. It was billboarded on the broadcast route on state-sponsored NFL Network as a playoff game. The broadcast production team desperate to drum up artificial interest in this matchup on a 43-degree night in the land. It came down to the bitter end. It looked like the Browns had... Won the game earlier in the fourth quarter. They intercepted Derek Carr. The Raiders were trying to drive down and take the lead. The Browns got the ball back, but they could not, after getting the ball back, run out the clock. They gave the Raiders another opportunity, and this time it came down to Daniel Carlson. The first attempt, the Browns called a timeout. The second attempt, they did not call a timeout, and Daniel Carlson connected on a 48-yard field goal as the gun sounded and that's it turn out the lights the party's over Woo-hoo! the raiders have beaten the browns 16 to 14 the greatness of the raiders a thrilling matchup and we will later this hour play an autumn win by request but with the win las vegas improves to 7 and 7 and drops the cleveland browns to 7 and 7 there that's the most popular record in the NFL, 7-7 seven and seven after 14 games. But the better story is in the losing locker room, and so that is where we are going to focus here. The Browns, who waited a few extra days, the NFL was hoping they could get some players back. They did not get pretty no, – not almost anybody came. I mean, there were a few players that came back, but overall it was uh, – most of the roster was gone. So the question on this one, should the Browns feel encouraged? or discouraged that they had the lead and a chance to win the game with their backup until the final seconds of the game. So the arrow is pointing towards discouragement. It's pointing down towards discouragement. So I've got Zero Sum, Twilight Zone, and Showcase. And we will lock all of these things together, and we are going to make Poutine, what a wonderful meal! Poutine is—you got the the fries, you got the gravy on top, the cheese curds—that's the perfect meal. All right, so number one. Number one. So you start out with the brownies and the fact that they were given a tough break. That's not a sob story. They had 22 players, as measured, 22 players out, three coaches at home, asymptomatic with the COVID, including Coach Kevin Stefanski in his basement, and Baker Mayfield, who was mister Ra Ra on social media, posting encouraging messages on the social media from his house. So the Browns were down, based on a 53-man game day roster, they were down 41% of their roster, a little over 41%. But those happened to be the cards that Cleveland was dealt. And the discouragement is that close does not count. And the, the NFL and professional sports is a big money-making operation. It's also a zero-sum game in terms of wins and losses. Wins and blankety-blank losses. Last I checked, it is not Wee football. It is not Pop Warner. We're not talking about high school where you have to learn some valuable life lessons about losing and dealing with losing. It is your job. J-O-B job. Uh, backups? you could argue, had an opportunity to shine. This was a chance. This was a chance to prove that you belong, that you're not just some second-rate flotsam and jetsam as a backup, that you're more than that, and you deserve the opportunity to play, and you got to do it on, a sh- on an island game, a showcase game, an island game where you're by yourself, and there's, there's no other game going against you. And ultimately, you were judged on a pass-fail grading system. Wins and losses. Wins and blankety-blank losses. The win would be the passing grade. The loss would be a failure. And so Cleveland failed to procure the victory. Third-string quarterback Nick Mullins. Remember him playing for the 49ers in recent years, not that long ago. And he didn't look terrible. But Nick Mullins is one of the Frustrating quarterbacks in the NFL. He's just simply a, you want to pull your hair out because he completes a high percentage of his passes, especially on third down, but he would complete those passes just short of the first down marker. So in the stat sheet, you're like, well, that completion pretty good, right? That's not bad at all. But what's the point of throwing a pass on third down if you're you're going to be short of the marker? And that happened uh, several times to the uh, Cleveland Browns. They were 6 of 14 on third down. I'm surprised they were that efficient on third down uh, in this game. But the numbers looked okay in the stat sheet. Overall, he was not uh, God's gift to the quarterback position. He averaged less than five yards per attempt. But all things considered, uh, we have seen more inept quarterback play over the uh, recent seasons uh, in in the NFL. Uh, and, And then when it came down to nut cutting time and the game was on the line mentioned that the Browns had picked off Derek Carr. He lobbed up a pass, picked off late in the game. Browns got the ball back, had a chance to run out the clock. If they had gotten some first downs there, they needed really one more first down to shift everything in their direction for the win. It was a third down and three. As I remember, And who's naughty and who's nice? Well, the Browns decided to run the ball with Nick Chubb, and Nick Chubb became flaccid, was unable to get the game-clinching play, and the Browns ended up giving the ball back on fourth down to the Raiders, and we know what happened at the end there. Now, secondly, uh, I don't know if you believe in symbolic Statements or symbolic uh, movements, but there was something symbolic with Kevin Stefanski, the head coach there in Cleveland, sitting at home in his basement. Uh, the symbolic nature of that is that now with the Browns losing the game, Cleveland is 7-7, seven and seven, and they find themselves in the basement of the AFC North. They are at the razor's edge of elimination. The Browns are going to need a Twilight Zone Christmas miracle. Baker Mayfield is going to have to dress up like a department store Santa. And just like that famous episode of the Twilight Zone, if you know the one I'm talking about, he's going to have to discover the magical bag that allows him to get three straight wins. The Browns play at the Packers this weekend, Christmas weekend. They play at the Steelers after that, and then at home to the Bengals to close the season out. And if they don't win the rest of the games, then our friend Dick in Dayton will be very upset he will be depressed and all that. Uh, Keep in mind, Cleveland has not won back-to-back games in 79 days Uh, since the end of September, the start of October. And we are big believers in the mantra that you are what your record says you are. And the Browns' results speak for themselves. They do not whisper. They shout no frills. Unremarkable cookie cutter. Is the Cleveland Browns of 2021, and so good luck on winning the last three games. It's it's much more likely they lose the last three games to finish at seven and ten. All right, final point. So as for the writers, uh this was a BG's a Disco King special. Staying alive, staying alive. Las Vegas is the tenth seed in the AFC they are among a four-pack of teams in the AFC that all have the identical 7-7 seven and seven record with Miami, Cleveland, and Denver. Problem is, only the top seven teams make the playoffs. So this is what's known as a numbers game. Uh, and the numbers, the arithmetic, does not work out in the Raiders' favor. Of more interest, though, is what happens to Vegas after the season. Now they won the game, so they're still alive, and they need some teams to lose, and they have to win their games, blah, 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 blah. And you look ahead, and you play the, the schedule game, which is really compelling talk radio. I can't think of a more compelling portion of, of sports radio to listen to than the schedule game. But the Raiders are 7-7, seven and, seven, and they've got the Broncos, Colts, and Chargers to close out the schedule. So you could see a path to winning two of those games. It's unlikely the Raiders are going to beat the Indianapolis Colts uh, that would take uh, several players in the Colts uh, you know, snapping bones and things like that to win uh, that game. Anyway, so the more compelling thing here, the runway has now cleared, and there's a place to land for a big-name coach. John Gruden is not walking back through that door. He's Gonzo. So there will be a new power broker with that franchise. And is it true that the Raiders will finally, rid themselves of Derek Carr. Will they be using these last few games to showcase Derek Carr, the showcase showdown? Uh, I am nodding my head yes. And the unsolicited wisdom, the unsolicited advice that we can give the Raiders is to make this a spectacle, to demonstrate to quarterback-hungry teams, to prospective bidders, why they should pay top dollar for Derek Carr. And there are going to be a bunch of teams who will be bouncing around the quarterback market from Washington to the Giants, Pittsburgh with Roethlisberger retiring and several other teams that will be looking for a quarterback this offseason. The Atlanta Falcons will likely be on that list and can add several of the teams. And so if you're the Raiders and Derek Carr, I believe he's under contract for one more year so you can spin the wheel of speculation. Now, this was not a great showcase game uh, because Carr was a baseline quarterback. It was a little chilly. I don't think it was too cold where you couldn't put up numbers, but it was a frosty type of night there in Cleveland for a West Coast team, and he was certainly nothing Carr to post about on the social media. Uh, The numbers were blah, and the the game-winning touchdown drive sounds uh, a lot better than it was he averaged the car a little over six yards per pass attempt but he's going to be on the auctioning block and once we get past the playoffs and we go through all the rumors of the off season, uh the uh, the Raiders will be wheeling and dealing as they uh, attempt attempt to uh, change the uh, change the coach and we'll likely have a new quarterback there We'll spin the wheel of quarterbacks all right so the Cleveland Browns had but their special teams coach, right? He was the fill-in coach here. We can't play a, a head coach soundbite because there was no head coach. Uh, is it Mike Prefer? I believe that's his name. He's a special teams coach. They, they talked about him on the TV there, and uh, he he pulled into the microphone room there, the media room, and uh, then proceeded to issue a bunch of cliches.
2: Guys that are on practice squad were starting on defense, so you know to come out and play that hard – under those hard. circumstances. And I will never, ever use that as an excuse because they're good football players. We have a really good locker room. And, you know, I want to give credit to our coaching staff for getting that, those guys ready. I want to give credit to our personnel staff, Andrew and his staff. They did a phenomenal job of bringing in people off the street to get ready to play. And these guys, a lot of the guys we're familiar with, but uh, they came out and played hard tonight. They
5: right, played hard. Go figure. So... And I always point this out. When a coach comes out, I've never heard of that guy, but when somebody comes out and says, oh, our team played hard, when do you announce they didn't play hard? Have you ever heard a coach, and maybe it's happened, a coach comes out and says, you know what? These guys didn't even try. These guys are dogs. Arf, arf, arf. Uh, No. That's verboten, right? That's outlawed. You're not allowed to say that, but when they play hard, oh, you got to celebrate. Well, it's like that old thing you learned when you were a kid. There's, there's 10 things that take no talent and that you're expected to do. You're supposed to be on time, have work ethic, just have effort, right? Have effort, have good body language, energy, attitude, passion. As an athlete, you got to be coachable. As an employee, you got to be someone your bosses can instruct. You're going to follow instruction. You got to do a little extra and be prepared. Those are all the baseline things you're supposed to be. And so. If you are those things, you don't get credit for them. That's just the expectation because you get paid a lot of money. That's how this works, I think. All right, it is the Ben Maller Show. If you would like to comment on any of that, we will take your phone calls here at 877-99 on Fox. 877 6369 Also on Twitter, at Ben Maller. And you can be part of the show. We'll get through some more phone calls. A little slow on that. And uh, there is an imposter on the run. We'll get to that, and we will do it next.
2: Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
3: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents... Would be a blue Christmas without ben it would be a blue Christmas
6: without Ben Mallard. It would be a blue Christmas without Ben Mallard.
8: Without Ben, I
6: contend,
8: Christmas would be sad, my friend. We believe in the power of the people in the Mallor Militia. Get the most out of the Ben Mallor Show listening experience by adding your touch. Take a few seconds to follow your host on Twitter. He's at Ben Maller, And you can tweet at it and follow our executive producer. He is manning the phones, but he's more than just a call screener. He's the liar, liar, and the menace of the Fox Sports Radio Network. It's the Coop-de-loop Justin Cooper, and he's at UH Bronco Fan. Tight, tight end for the 49ers. Uh, Joe Kittle... Oh boy, More answers like that coming up, we hope, in the third hour of the program on Maller's Mountain Money. And now live from the Fox Sports Radio studios, it's
5: Ben Maller. I know Coop's in a good mood because Drew Locke is likely going to start for his Broncos. Yeah! Against the Raiders. Ah. Teddy Bridgewater out injured. With all those Bronco fans that... We're praising Drew Locke, saying, Why didn't we bring in Teddy Bridgewater? Drew Locke's the future. Okay. Yeah. Be careful what you ask for. Be careful what you ask for. Man, I knew. I, I bet on the Broncos this past weekend against the Bengals. And I knew of the Malmers. Of course you did. Cool. The, I would have won the bet had Teddy Bridgewater stayed in the game. Uh, when he went out, when I saw that Lockwood, uh, that's it, is you done. You are a curse. I'm not a curse. You are. I, that every a lie. time
9: you take the Broncos, not only do they not cover, but they lose.
5: Yeah. I had nothing to do. I did not injure Teddy Bridgewater. It uh, was a fluke thing that happened, and that uh, takes place. But we began the hour ranting about the Raiders, mostly the Browns. Uh, Justin in Cincinnati says he would have zero issue if his Bengals traded a sixth-round pick to the Raiders for Carr to back up Joe Burrow, uh, so uh, he's offering that. Uh, I think that's very generous of Justin in Cincinnati. Neebs in Ohio says uh, he is back. We like to alert all the affiliates that Neebs is back. He was sick. He is returning to the active duty live Maller militia, so it's very important. Wanted to pass that on. Everyone who was concerned about Neebs, he's back. And uh, we're going to take some calls. Here it is, a call-in show, 877-99-ON-FOX is the number. Let's say hello to Rachel in Montebello in Southern California. Hello, Rachel!
10: Sweet baby Jesus, beautiful Ben. Have a Merry Maller Christmas and a Happy New Year, everyone. We need it, Ben. I welcome the Maller militia to the wonderful world of Fox Sports Radio. Dilly-dilly! with the greatest sports radio host of them all, Ben Maller.
5: Oh, thank you. Very kind of you to say that. Rachel. I how's swallowed. life? How's life treating you, Rachel? We don't talk <laughs> just, to you that often. How's everything going? Everything okay with you? You doing it all right over there? Yes.
10: Great, Ben. Congratulations, yes. Roberto, on the Raiders win. Yes. And also, yeah, come, yeah, that's wonderful, wonderful. I was kind of depressed about everything that happened to the Raiders, but
5: well, didn't didn't Roberto announce that he was tuning out the Raiders? I thought we a couple weeks
3: ago he was like, oh, I'm done but with I the think, Raiders. I
10: thought it was just despair, right, Roberto?
3: Yeah, they're on TV, so much. <laughs> okay. Right.
10: But also, Ben, college quarterbacking to the NFL transition is, is not always a smooth transition as I've heard. Justin Fields is trying and he's uh, having a, a tough battle, but I've uh, remembered Johnny Manziel, who also, for one, had a difficult yeah. transition, couldn't make it.
5: Well, no, he had a fine transition. He enjoyed the hell out of himself. That was the problem. He couldn't play, but he had a great time. He really had a fun time. Uh, Not good, but he had a great experience.
10: But also, remember, the um, have you heard Justin Herbert uh, talk about the transition? He said that the difficulty was the the unordinate speed of the NFL compared to the college football uh, situation. Well, Justin
5: Herbert was a guy that was not supposed to be good. He was like, there were people thinking, oh, that guy's going to be a bust. And I, I did not think he was going to be that good. He's been, been pretty good for the chart.
10: So, I think so. Uh, they call him a uh, transitional, traditional, or um, quarterback. A pocket
5: quarterback, yes. He's like I the old school pocket quarterback. He's,
10: I would think uh, so. And I was a little yeah. disappointed on the game that they played uh, this past Thursday.
4: I did not know you were a Charger fan. I had
10: no idea. Well, I mean, it's, they're in L.A. and they're in SoFi. Yeah. But, I mean, I think it was a little bit overdone the fourth quarter um, that they went for the fourth down instead of just going for the field goal. I mean, a couple of field goals, we would have won the game. I mean, it was that simple. I mean, I could have coached that game.
5: Are you saying that you would be willing to coach the Chargers? Are you offering your services? I am offering
10: my services. I think Co- it would be. Coop,
5: can you send that out that <laughs> Rachel and Montebello is available if the Chargers consider a coaching change? That she for a nominal fee. You're not going to do it for free, right? I mean, you want to get well, paid for this. I'm, I, I mean, mean, your time could, is valuable. Right? My
10: time is valuable, but I think yeah. they could have. I could have gone for a few field goals. What do you think, Ben?
5: Uh, yeah, see, the, 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 that's one of those things. You're, you're damned. You're damned if you do. You're damned if you don't. Uh, I don't. I don't mind the aggressive coach, but when when it works, obviously it's great. But uh, fortunately, I was away, so I didn't have to worry about it too much. I was I was off my watch post. I had a a Finley flu, Rachel. I, oh, did I was really? very yes. I had the Finley flu. I was asymptomatic, but it, I was concerned it could get worse. So, out of an abundance of caution, I stayed away.
10: Well, yeah. you know, I can I can only comment. I'm I'm not a coach per se, but I think I could have done a little bit better.
5: Yeah, but after I all,
10: he's he is a first year. Coach, so you have well, to he's a, a great leeway.
5: defensive coordinator with the Rams back in the day. He can ram it all day and ram it all night, but uh, being a head coach is obviously a different, different animal. We'll leave it there, Rachel, but thank you. That was some spicy Good hot. Good morning, Charger NFL talk.
10: Football America.
5: There she is. Future NFL coach. It'll be a shocker. First female head coach in the NFL is going to be Rachel Thank You'll be stunned by that. Everyone going to say, what is that, Rachel? What's your experience? Well, I've called sports radio. For years, and that makes me qualified to be a head coach. And I would agree with her. I think that you're more than qualified to be a head coach in the NFL if you've I been calling sports. Talk Radio. Well, that doesn't hurt either. So anyway, uh let's go to back to the phones. Who do we have next? Let's say hello. Is it Blind Emmett, the Seahawk fan? Is he still there? Hello, Blind Emmett.
11: Big Ben, I'm surprised that we're not here. And here he is in for Big Ben. Brian, though, no, because it's that time of the year, man. Uh, glad to have you on the Fox Sports Radio airway. Are, are
5: you bummed out that I'm here? Would you like me to go away? I can, t- I, I t- can take more time off. I, I'm going to end up, uh, sw- you know, I'm going to end up uh, eating. I was going to say a different word. Uh, eating some time off. There, <laughs> you're going to do a Rachel. <laughs> I no, almost so did a fun. Rachel. I did. <laughs>
11: What's funny is I had a Coop on my podcast, and, you know, I think it was before, you know, maybe you
5: Now, when you had Coop on, did you pay him the $500 you paid me?
11: Uh, we, we can't talk about it on air. Berto, Dump. Okay. That.
5: Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, Coop, I got 500 bucks from this guy to go on his podcast. Yeah. I'm sure you did. There's no way I'm going to go on his podcast for free. There's no way. My time is important to me. And yeah, but, you were very kind of you. Very kind. Of, I didn't know you had that kind of budget, Emmett. I had no either. idea. Yeah.
11: Yeah, but I was talking to and he, about uh like I was like, Oh, so I probably won't be able to talk to Ben for the rest of the year and then he's like, Oh, you will and I'm like, Oh <laughs> Yeah. So Yeah, I yeah, surprised I
5: was, you. See, I, I I was planning on taking a lot of time off and then I I, I looked at it and I was like, Yeah, I'd be bored out of my mind. What am I doing <laughs> here? I, I got I got nothing else going on, I got no hobbies. Uh you know, what am I gonna do? You can't get everything shut down here again, they're starting to shut stuff down, so uh, what what am I supposed to do here? I got nothing nowhere to go.
11: Yeah. Um, also, I want to chime in on something you talked about the other day, and I, you know, you've said this guy's out of the MVP race for a while, and I have to agree with you, man. Kyler Murray. Yep, yep, that's right. Go ahead, bash him. Go ahead. So you lose to the Detroit Lions. Uh, I hope our guy Chris isn't listening because uh, who's says for Roberto? Because how do you lose to that team if the Cardinals are like? It was just embarrassing, and then you lose to the Rams the week before. Who have like their star corner out with COVID, and there's just plays where Kyler didn't seem like the guy, like you know the guy. Well, the we Cardinals pointed team. it out,
5: Blind Emmett. You can see the same thing. We can see this is a team that, as the season goes on, the wear and tear. They're a first half team.
11: They yeah, do not play well, well say in the second that. half. The second half
5: slump. The second half slump. Bed. Same thing happened last year. They they fell apart. Kyler did not play as well in the second half.
11: Yeah, it's some weird ankle injury that gets him after, like, week eight. He starts off really hot, yeah, and then he's he has a little ankle. He's got
5: these small ankles. Yeah,
11: yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. like Steph Curry, bad ankles. Yeah, an ankle part. Yeah. Uh, right. so Very good. How's your I, podcast
5: I would, doing? Are you getting lots of downloads on that? Or?
11: Yeah, the I think the YouTube thing was, you know, the YouTube's kind of popping off. Um, yeah. Right. But thanks to you, Big Ben, that shout-out you put on Facebook and Twitter really – it was uh, like okay. 10 views, the one with you from me tweeting it out, and then I check it like after a couple hours of you tweeting that out, and it was like 100. Wow. Oh, look at that. So you
5: had uh, 100 people from Facebook. Unbelievable. Well, no, they love you, and uh, hopefully it's more than that, and continue. It's like success. 200 now. Oh, we're up to uh, 200. 100. Wow. Roberto, wow. Eddie, you guys need to
11: be next. Yeah. Well, Roberto
5: told Make me for $700 he will do the podcast. Yeah. Told
11: me, uh, we're probably like $7,000 so can get a bunch of Dodgers to
5: Eddie says he will do the podcast, but you can only ask him hockey questions, he said. He will not answer any other questions than hockey
11: questions. I'll, I'll, see, I'll do something that Tom Looney taught me that you were talking about during the podcast. I'll go to genericquestions.com and ask the hockey questions.
5: Oh, yeah. oh, no. Yeah, that's, well, that's right. I told the story sportscliche.com. You can get all your uh, sports questions, and the athletes love it. They love the, you cannot dumb down the questions enough. All right. Thank you, Emmett. I must go. As you know, being a broadcaster yourself, we have a network clock here that I've already butchered. So I must move on, but thank you.
2: Be sure to catch live editions of The Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific.
3: Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball.
8: The New York Giants shut down quarterback Daniel Jones for the rest of the season due to that neck injury. However, Giants fans, good news you still have your medium soda for being a season ticket holder. Yes, to what the a New great York Giants, as Ben honor told that us yesterday. Is.
5: The Giants were yeah. rewarding. Well, it's over now. That was for the Cowboy game. So hopefully you did get your medium soda. And that's a very generous franchise, the Giants. And those. The NFL, one thing that they've done over the years, and I think you'd agree, they don't gouge the season ticket holders. You know, it's very reasonable. They don't really stick it to you as a season ticket holder and with extra fees and bull crap to you know, jones up the price. They don't do that kind of. Thing. They don't believe in that. They believe in ethics. The NFL, yeah. they do, unless yeah. they don't. I think we've already had to send in our
8: uh, playoff deposit. Yeah, All right. which they Is don't it? give you back. Of course, they just apply it to
5: the next season. Oh. Yeah. So it's a little- yeah. Why would they give it back? No,
11: right. They never give for it daddy. back.
5: Yeah. No, no. No give no backs. No, no, no. We don't believe in give backs. We believe in taking. It's the, the way we do things. Well, we don't charge for the show unless you're listening on satellite radio, which you're paying for anyway. Uh, we do not charge. If you're listening on terrestrial radio or the podcast, well, let's get to this story. I'll, I'll read some tweets, but I want to get to this story. So, the imposter, watch out for the imposter. Have you heard? the tale of the person who was going around pretending to be a New England Patriot player. This uh, guy pulled off uh, quite the scam, uh, kind of a scam. Maybe they'll make a movie about it someday. Uh, Hollywood always desperate for ideas. But uh, this dude who lives in Jersey, uh, this guy has admitted now that he was going around impersonating New England Patriots players, at least one in particular, and there was this elaborate plan that this guy had to obtain and sell Tom Brady Super Bowl rings engraved with Tom Brady's name. So the feds tracked this guy down, this 24-year-old Jamoke, uh, this uh, bad actor guy, this thug. Uh, his name's Scott, and uh, they worked a, a deal. Uh, he worked a deal with authorities. He pled guilty to five different felony charges. And so this this came back in 2017. That was the year the Astros started cheating. And so this guy bought a Super Bowl 51 ring from an unnamed Patriot player. And he apparently used a bad check. The check bounced more than a bouncy ball. And so he bought this this check, you know bought with a bad check. He then sold the ring for 63,000 bucks at some sports memorabilia peddler that deals in championship rings. So the guy uh, made some money on that. And uh, he, he got the ring off one of the apparently backup players on the Patriots, but also received very important classified information and this information he got from that unnamed Patriot player allowed him to impersonate the player and get a ring—a uh, little smaller than the normal championship ring. But if you're an NFL player and you're on a Super Bowl-winning team, this is the uh, the thing you're not supposed to know about: uh, that the players' families can they can purchase rings, similar rings, just a little smaller, from the same people that make the really gaudy, expensive Super Bowl. So this guy was going around posing as the former Patriot player. They only identified the player as JT in court documents. Now, I'm sure if I had the Patriot roster from Super Bowl 51, I could find out who JT is, but I don't have that in front of me right now. Uh, We could do an investigation process of elimination. And so this guy ordered three family and friend Super Bowl 51 rings with the name Brady engraved on each one because that's a moneymaker. And he claimed that the gifts were for Tom Brady's uh, kids. That they, Mr. Brady wanted to give his kids the, the nice gift. And so this guy then, he got the rings. And according to the feds, he uh, then sold the rings for 81000 bucks. But the, uh, the deal fell apart and people started snooping around saying, wait a minute, what's going on with this guy? So that deal fell apart. And so then the guy moved and sold the the Brady rings to an auction house for a hundred thousand bucks, and then the ring sold after that for three hundred thirty seven thousand bucks. Anyway, the guy got busted, so he's facing some jail time. He's facing up to ninety two years in the Gray Bar Hotel. Of course, up to great weasel terminology. He's twenty four years old. He's admitted to it. He's got a deal. He ain't going to jail you know for ninety. 90- 92 years, but the counts, three counts of wire fraud, one count each of mail fraud, and not identity theft, aggravated identity theft. So not just nice, kind identity theft, aggravated identity theft. Yeah, fun fact. All right, uh, good luck uh, to all involved in that. We will press on, and we're going to have Mallard of the third degree. Here is the Insta Trivia. You know I'm scraping the bottom of the barrel when I go to kickers the Cincinnati Bengals kicker, Evan McPherson. He's made nine field goals of 50-plus yards, and that's the second most in NFL history for a rookie. Only blank has more. Again, Bengals kicker, Evan McPherson, nine field goals of 50-plus yards, the second most in NFL history for a rookie. Only blank has more. That's the Insta Trivia, the answer next. And I used the suction technique.
2: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
7: If I got run over by her charmed going back to prison Christmas Eve, you can say there's no such thing as karma. But be it drinky Brian, he believes She's been snorting too much meth Brian begged
8: her not to go Four out of five Lord nocturnal listeners to Sports Radio Choose the Ben Maller Show to combat so insomnia Follow us on go, Twitter, Instagram, and, and Facebook soul. We need your help to grow the Maller Militia And so now live I from the Fox Sports Radio studios, morning, it's Ben
5: Maller At
7: the scene of the attack
5: And here is the Insta Trivia with Mallard of the third degree on deck. Bengals kicker Evan McPherson. He's got nine field goals of 50 or more yards this season. Second most in NFL history for a rookie. Only Blank has made more. That is the question. What is the answer? And a bunch of random answers coming in. Uh, who do we have? Let's see. Uh, Mr. Nice Guy's going with Joe Manchin as his answer. We've got uh, Olivia Munn from David in Seattle, who knows where all the good restaurants are. Balls fan Jimmy says, Hell, who knows anything about an idiot kicker? Bootsy Collins, guessed by Tommy. Not Tammy. Tommy in Montana. Chris Barr, tossed out by Double O Mexican, in San Diego, uh, who else do we have? Uh, Jason Elam, the GOAT from Milkman Mike in Colorado. Uh, Mason in Huntington Beach says uh, his hot mom, L McPherson, is the answer. Pete Stoyanovich, guest by the Late Night Drug Tester. Mike Vanderjack from Eek in Roseville, Minnesota. Uh, let's see here is it Lisa left foot Lopez guessed by sawman do you have an answer Eddie please I do it's former Washington redskin kicker chip Lo Miller ah uh, the great chip I remember him chip Loma no that's incorrect it's a Viking Legend Blair Walsh Blair Walsh back in 2012. Is the answer. Most remembered for the kick he did not make, but here we go! It's Maller. How about
2: that? To the third degree. Are you ready? This is when Big Ben
9: gets grilled.
5: Coop da loop.
9: At least a left eye Lopez, but. That's uh, what he it, I just read what he wrote. I'm just yeah, I just anyway uh last week you had a <laughs> last week you had a monologue reacting to calls for TJ Watt to be named MVP uh, you said there's basically zero chance uh, this weekend during a CBS halftime show they put up a graphic comparing uh, Jonathan Taylor's stats to previous running backs that have won MVP and uh, they compared pretty favorably Ben do you think JT could do it Now, Taylor has been wonderful for the Colts, but he's not going to win
5: the popular vote. It's been eight years since a running back won the award, Adrian Peterson. We had Derrick Henry in Tennessee have great years, not sniff the award. Uh, The only way Taylor defies the odds here is if Aaron Rodgers and a handful of other quarterbacks implode. Even then, even then, I don't believe they're going to give it to a running back
9: next Trevor Lawrence made a request for Jacksonville's coaching search. He said that he would like some input on the decision. Uh, Shad Khan said that he agrees that Lawrence should have at least some input. Ben, how important is it for your franchise quarterback to agree with your coaching hire?
5: Well, Trevor Lawrence is lucky he gets to decide what he has for lunch, the way that he's played this year. It's absolutely absurd. The guy's a college football legend. He's been a white-hot tire fire in the NFL. The guy sucks. Play better. Play better, and then you get to decide things. I wouldn't let anyone decide on a coach. Certainly not Trevor Lawrence. Potential means you
9: haven't done anything yet. Next. It was reported this weekend that Peyton Manning is still very interested in owning a piece of the Broncos, and that ownership could come with a a managerial position. Ben, what are the chances that Peyton replaces Elway as the decision-maker and face of the franchise?
5: So I give it a minus 190. It was like a 65% chance. Peyton has a lot of money, but he doesn't have that kind of money. But he has been stockpiling oligarchs as friends. For years. And so as the golly gee whiz pitch man of the stars, he can scrape together enough aristocrats where he can be the decision maker. But that means no more Manning cast. He'd have to quit that if it becomes an order. How do we do, Coop?
9: You pass this edition. That's a winner. Put it on the board.
3: Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury.
6: Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app.